0: I'm Peter Anthony. And I'm Steve Angel.
1: You're listening to Men With Spirit. Join us as we explore what it means to be a modern man and to live a spirited life. G'day and welcome to this 23rd episode of Men With Spirit at Radio Carrum. This is a show where we encourage men to get out of their heads and more into their hearts, to be more authentically connected with themselves and with others. Hi, I'm Peter Anthony and I'm here with my co-host Steve Angel as always, or mostly. (laughs) And the topic we're looking at today is fear and finding the courage to overcome it. Now, I think you had an element of fear before, Steve, down in the car park waiting to get into the studio. You thought... (laughs) (laughs) I I had the phone on
0: mute and I didn't realise you were calling me, so you were getting quite fearful. I was sitting here quite peaceful. (laughs) You were. Very different experiences altogether, yes. How are you, anyway? Look, I'm really good. It's just just occurred to me that this is our... our sort of our first um, episode together, just you and I. For it's been a while, it's been hasn't a while. it? We've had yes. a lot. Of,
1: we've been very privileged. Had a lot of uh, mm-hmm.
0: excellent guests on in recent times. As my mother would say, tete tete. I think that's French for one on one. Yes, indeed. And how are you feeling? Good. I'm feeling good. Yes, a um, little sort of exhausted and tired from doing a little bit of too much work lately, and uh, looking forward to having a bit of a break. So, maybe so, in a couple of weeks' time, head off to regional Victoria for a few days with my very wife. Good, very good. Yeah. That, that'll be something to look forward to. It will be, yeah. Mm. In terms of feeling, how are you feeling today, Peter? Feeling?
1: Uh-huh. Physically, I'm feeling great. I've made a point of getting up most mornings and getting out for an early morning walk, and uh, I had some concomitant healing the other day, which was very good, and I find that always... uh, What is that,
0: uh, for those people who don't know?
1: It's a form of energy healing that's more about uh, physical condition more than emotional, so it's... uh, uh, very effective. And it's uh, unlike Hahnemann healing, which is very um, uh, gentle and very uh, just a light touch. Concomitant, on the other hand, is... Mm-hmm. is, is it packs is, a punch, it, doesn't it? it? It does. But it's like you know, you know, when you get hit with something and when it stops, you think, oh, gee, that's good stuff. It. But it's, it is good. So I really appreciated that. Um I had some challenges this week and some issues to work through, uh, including possibly getting things wrong and the consequences of that, which is apt given that the topic we set her on for this week is fear. So mm-hmm. it was very, <laughs> very apt. It's funny how these things happen. <laughs> they so. always happen. Um, but I'm feeling uh, reflective, um, purposeful, mm-hmm. and uh, some lingering anxiety, I'd have to admit. But, um, but hopefully you'll you learn a lot today
0: in this episode that some so, of the anxiety. I'm
1: hoping so, Steve. <laughs> That'll be good. Um, uh, I, was re- I am very pleased, though, and I know you are as well, that the uh, show with Leonie Adams last week uh, mm. was, uh, was a big success. There was a lot of people listening to it. And um, one thing we don't focus on, but it just seems to pop up there on uh, Mixcloud, is that... Uh, just gives you a ranking in terms of community radio shows worldwide and it came up globally that that show with Leonie was uh, 28th I think which Mm. was good but you know it it reflects more the uh, caliber of the guest we had and what she was discussing so it
0: was really really wonderful I've had a lot of comments from people since uh, that show aired I really love the information
1: Mm. it's not something that people normally talk about Mm. but it was done with great uh, skill and uh, it was very. I and a sense it, of humour too. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Okay. Well, look. Um, today's topic is fear, mm. and finding the courage to overcome it. Now, just in terms of framing this, Steve, we were talking about it, and often people think um, uh, fear, perhaps in terms of phobias. Uh, but we're not talking about phobias. No. It's um, about the fear that causes us to procrastinate to avoid uh, and to be concerned about failure and what other people think of us. So that's what we're talking about today and we'll talk about it from the the big picture fear Mm. that's out in society and perhaps uh, more particularly about individual fear
0: I just had a memory come across. Yeah, go on. Do you remember? Do you remember the very first episode that we did? <laughs> <laughs> Seems so long ago. Like, yes, know, I do. How did you feel about that? There was a bit of fear and, oh, and it, trepidation it was, there, it was, wasn't there? But
1: uh, we uh, we encourage um, uh, others and we encourage ourselves to uh, get out of our comfort zone mm. and try something different. And uh, we launched into this with that uh, that expectation of both of us that we'd get out of our comfort zone and do something and look at this 23
0: yeah. episodes later and yeah. we're in who the studio have <laughs> who, who would have thought
1: and, and, and Radio Karam is such a lovely community yeah. and we've got photos up on the wall there now of mm-hmm. all the different presenters and it's uh, a lovely community to be part of it is uh, but certainly, I agree with you. That first episode, there was an element of fear, <laughs> and I'd have to say most shows when we start up, there's a, you know there's a bit of anxiety. But once it's interesting with the guests that come on, they um, they 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 feel quite fearful and uh, uncertain about things. Um, but the once you get talking, it's it's fine. Let mm-hmm. me say, all you're doing is having a chat with someone. That's true. Anyhow, um, fear. Mm. Fear. I'd have to say that particularly over the last couple of years uh fear is pervasive in our society and um it was interesting i on my morning walk i don't normally get a coffee but there's a coffee van that's not too far you know it's on my walk and Mm -hmm. anyhow i popped in there and grabbed uh, grabbed a coffee at this point just and there was no cars for anything i was just talking to the guy and sort of um, un-prompted he it said, oh, you know, the uncertainty and everything. And he said, oh, with all this COVID stuff and the, now we've got monkeypox and the Chinese and all this sort of doom and gloom of all these um, things that are out there. Uh,
0: I don't mean to laugh, but every time I hear the word monkeypox, it just, <laughs> I'm sorry uh, to anyone who has it, but I just find it a very funny word. Yes. <laughs> uh, but but
1: what, what was evident from this discussion is there are people out there that are really um, fearful. Oh, yeah. And and uh, and that hasn't happened by accident. I mm. think there's a lot of fear, leadership, and and uh, messaging based around fear. And what's interesting, though, a lot of people, even those that have bought into it along the way, have um, are now starting to push back on it and openly disobey things that just don't make sense from their point mm-hmm. of view, or they doesn't quite doesn't. Um, tie up with their values and and that's you know i've always maintained it's people's individual choice as to how they react to different situations but this constant fear-mongering through the media and and some politicians and bureaucrats and this sort of thing on a whole range of issues whether it's china or pandemics or whatever it is um is uh, i don't know it just it just adds to this sense of um, doom and gloom and fear and uh that people uh, and, uh hmm, I, I just Find it, I find it sad in, in mm-hmm. lots of respects as well, but uh, it's the reality that a lot of people are dealing with. And, <laughs> it, and it drives this sort of me thinking rather than we thinking. And one of the things we've been told, as you well know, is this, um, that as a consequence of all these, these lockdowns and the restrictions and, and the isolation, one of the, um, one of the uh, ongoing um, legacies in a negative sense going forward is going to be this uh, lack of connectedness and uh, which I think is a really a great uh, great shame, really.
0: Um. What have you got there?
1: Okay. Uh. Which you got distracted with your phone.
0: I did get distracted. I'm sorry to everyone who's listening. I did. Stra- I wanted to look something up while you were saying something, but now you've exposed it to everyone, Peter. Go on. Well, you,
1: you look up whatever you this, this great bit of wisdom you got. I'll, I'll share another piece of wisdom. And as people know that listen to the show frequently, that one of the um, sources of wisdom that we like to quote is uh, a blog called The Wisdom of Crazy Horse, and he's got a quote on fear, and he says. Um, uh, it, it, the courage is only needed by people who have fear, for courage is the tool to overcome fear. Car- uh, Crazy Horse taught his people how to be as one with their great spirit, and when they achieved this state of oneness, fear was absent. In this state of no fear, the outcome of the event did not matter. To give of your best and to honour your great spirit was what mattered.
0: Yeah, we shared that on our Facebook page today uh, or yesterday actually and it really received a lot of um, um, positive um, reaction because I think for me it's when, as the quote says, when you're one with spirit or when you're one with the universe or when you're one with everything and you're thinking greater than yourself, then these little things that you make important become less important the little things Mm. you know and you start to consider well what's really important in my life and you can see how you don't have that fear
1: absolutely and we so often can get so tied up in the unimportant the the small things as you say Mm. Yeah. yeah and um there's another quote that on that blog as well which says after great change follows insecurity and this insecurity is caused when when fear of how it will all work out enters the mind. In turn, this leads to withdrawal. To overcome this, follow great change with great change and continue this until the fear subsides. So it's, um, you know, go out there and change the world and be open to um, embracing change.
0: I think, yeah, and it also suggests that there's always going to be a fear when you try something new. A bit like when right. we come back to the radio show and us. The first time we're thinking, oh, how are we going to do this? What are we going to talk about? I remember even us talking about how are we going to fill a whole hour, <laughs> right? <laughs> and now it just seems to go so quickly. It's so quickly. It's like we don't have enough time. So, you, the, And then the more you do it, the less you become fearful because the more comfortable you are and the more skilled you are at it and then the less fear is involved in it. And so it, it just keeps moving forward and not getting stuck in paralysis,
1: yeah, and it, it is, actually, it is a good case study, just reflecting on it, um, of you know getting out of your comfort zone, trying something that's different, um, uh, brings about change, okay, do more of it, you know, keep keep
0: going sort of thing, and
1: um, things improve.
0: I did say that we were getting good at it, I'll <laughs> I, I, I leave that to up everyone else.
1: So yes, I was going to say something about that, <laughs> I think there's hopefully not as much humming and ahhing as I would certainly mm. be guilty of, but mm. anyhow... Um, Steve, look. What what is fear anyway? Uh, what do we mean by fear? We've said it's not a phobia and that sort of thing, and we've mm. said that there's a lot of fear in society generally uh, for all sorts of reasons. But what what's your understanding of what fear is?
0: Well, I thought I'd use the definition that we use in spiritual counselling because we have mm-hmm. a lot of we have these spiritual values that we use as a basis for yep, the work yep. that we do. And when we talk about fear, we talk about an indecisiveness over an anticipated outcome, and essentially what that really means is. Fear causes this freezing, this paralysis, because of our need for control. We want certainty in our life, and until we have certainty, therefore, we're not going to move forward. and, and that is how we we will look at fear. Mm-hmm. And I think that really does sum it all up. And when you think about, you know, how fear plays out in most people's life, um, there's a quote from Point Break that I think also. Supports this guy well, not not, not
1: quite in the, not
0: caliber. in the same. It's the wisdom league. of crazy it's horse. Film, though, Peter. Yeah. Um, okay. So fear causes hesitation, and hesitation causes your worst fears to come true. In some ways, that kind of paralysis stops you from moving forward, and when you do that, you're actually you're not moving anywhere. You're not actually doing anything. So, what you may be fearing, you're actually sort of... It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm. You end up getting what it is that you're fearing because you're not actually growing. Um, so, I guess what we we want to do with today's topic and, and with fear is really un- uncover one of... A couple of ideas that maybe people have not thought about with fear, and we're doing that through, obviously, the modalities that we've been taught and we've been using and the knowledge that we've received and the information we're sharing today. But a lot of fear is an outcome of two things, and that is our lack of independence, mm-hmm. a lack of understanding of who we are as people, and therefore, that also means a real lack of self-belief. Yep. Cause, and I think that comes back to that quote that you said as well with from Crazy Horse, which is when you know who you are and what you're here to do. You'll be less fearful mm-hmm. because you're not relying on what other people think. Yep. Yep. Okay.
1: We'll go into that in certainly more detail. Mm. Um, uh, what we thought we'd do in terms of where does uh, does it come from? Where does fear come from? Um, there's a podcast, which we've referenced before, called Out of the Box Chat Podcast, Mm -hmm. which features um, uh, Ian Rogers, Carla Burt and Paul Walton in conversation on a range of interesting topics. But one of the episodes in this series is entitled Frozen with Fear. And uh, after we'd settled on uh, doing this topic ourselves today, uh, we were reminded that podcast existed and we've both been listening to it and it is absolutely fantastic it really is they cover the topic extremely well so what we thought we'd do with uh with their permission is we'll share a brief excerpt uh, with you now and it features world-renowned trance medium and director of sphinx spiritual ian rogers and he introduces us to what is fear so I'll just play this will go just for a few minutes then we'll come back and talk about it.
2: Fire destroys houses that, that we know but that's a motherhood. It's what causes the fire. And so if we confine our discussion on fear to what causes fear, we're not going to be much the wiser until we really be, um, look deeper. <clears throat> As humans, um, fear is endemic. It's taught to us. There's a fear of, because we're so reliant as as a child upon being fed, there's a fear of not being fed. And as we grow older, if we do something to which our parents or other people in authority disagree, there's a fear of some sort of punishment or deprivation, even if that's emotional, well, especially if that's emotional. We get to school, the whole system runs on fear of not doing what the teacher wants, a fear of not getting the result that your parents want for you. We leave school and we move into society, and there's a fear of doing something wrong and breaching a law, and therefore um, the state exacts a a penalty or a punishment against us. So the whole system uh, on earth is based upon it works through fear. That's on one side. The converse argument is this. We know there's a fear. So how do we cope as a child? How do we grow and do things which children do in varying degrees? We do it because a parent or both parents cast a protective pall over us or over their children generally. And it's in that protective pool that we're able to move forward because we feel protected. And that's a stronger feeling than the fear. So the fears are retardant and and the protection is, is an accelerant if we're thinking afar. That allows us to move forward. Now, the, the flip side of that, and, 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 and so I'll go back, that only works so long as that pool of protection is there. And that can often include protecting you at school from um, abuse from teachers or unfair treatment from all forms of um, persons in society. But then we get to adulthood and we're ill-prepared because there's no one there to cast that pall of protection over us. And all of a sudden we're on our own and we don't know how to do that. We're not trained for that. Now, ostensibly, parents will say, oh, we release the child to become more and more independent as they get older. That's true to some degree, but at the same time, there's not much discussion on fear and, and how that's the negative, how that's holding them back. And therefore, there's a direct correlation between independence and fear. As we get to becoming an adult and we move into the big bad world, we won't necessarily get that protection if we're in a workplace, that will depend entirely upon the type of the style of person who's your particular boss at a point in time. If you're in a relationship, you might be protected in a wonderful relationship by your partner and in, and in return protect them. But that's not necessarily so. You might reproduce what your parents did and protect your children, or you might not if you're overly fearful. Therefore... Fear becomes a lack of independence, and that's what's holding people back more than just fear. Fear is the outcome, Mm. not the root cause. And a lack of independence is going to come from a lack of self-belief in yourself. So that then comes back to we need to be taught about who we are and what we're here for and is a greater purpose. And we have a role to fill, and that's more important than avoiding it. So it becomes a circular argument to, to some degree if we take it back to creatives and um, we say that.
1: Okay, I, that um, gets onto a more uh, specific discussion there to do with creative people. So I thought we'd just share those few minutes. But for me, Steve, there were a number of things that came through. It was interesting how much um, ties back to childhood mm-hmm. uh, and that origin, a lot of stuff, that fear is endemic and unavoidable and that interrelationship between fear, independence, self-belief, uh, and then later on he talks about ego. Um, but that insight Ian shared that we need to be taught about who we are and why we're here and our greater purpose and that we have a role to fill and that this is more important than avoiding it. Mm-hmm. So I thought there were a few things I, I got out of it. What, what did you think?
0: Look, very much the same. I think the idea that we're taught fear Mm. And that while we are young, we have this protective pool by our parents or whoever's looking after us from the big bad world, but then at some point, we're on our own, but we're not well equipped to be on our own because if we have been protected, then we haven't built that resilience or mm. that, that that that, I don't know, that the protection that we have against what we perceive as fear. We haven't been taught, to uh, to work with it and then to move past it, so I thought that was really interesting as well. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a really it's a really good episode. Yeah, no, <laughs> it really I agree, is. I agree with yeah. that.
1: Um, what we thought we'd do as we normally do is a bit of music, and this time we've had a chance to select some music. And um, seeing we're discussing fear, we thought it'd be appropriate to share a song uh, today. Um, on uh, on the topic of fear and it's a song that's new to both of us and it's a song by the group Blue October and it's entitled Fear See what you think
2: uh, Hello, this is Kieran Carroll uh, the playwright from Edith Vale and you're on Radio Karam, a great station that gives many, many voices a chance across the city of Kingston Go Radio Karam!
1: Absolutely, we'd agree with that. Go Radio go! Radio go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, um, uh, welcome back. You're listening to uh, Men With Spirit at Radio Caram with me, Peter Anthony, and my co-host, Steve and Steve, Steve Anthony? <laughs> uh, uh, we, <laughs> 20, do, do 23 I, episodes yeah, in. Come on. Um, and <laughs> today we're discussing fear and finding the courage to overcome it. Now, Steve, when we're off, when we're, the music was yeah. playing, you had a flashback memory. What you want to share with us?
0: Yeah, look, I mean, it's a personal story, but it, it was the when Ian was talking about how we were taught fear. I very distinct um, memories and feelings when I was a young boy because um, both my parents were uh, migrants and they came from the Middle East, and there was obviously courage to get them here. You know, they took a big big chance to come to this country. But when they got here, they did find it difficult. They did become very fearful um, and kept themselves quite insular. And I do... Know that I took on some mm. of that kind mm. of fear and, and insecurity and sort of lack of own self belief because of that. And that's it, just it was just an interesting feeling and memory that I just sort of put together when I heard Ian say that. I went, mm, Yeah, I, I did do that. You know, I was taught that, but not directly. They didn't sit mm. there and teach me no, how to do no. it, they just showed me through their actions. Yep,
1: and that's what happens, isn't it? Mm. The uh, we keep coming back particularly through the spiritual counselling back to childhood and the sort of uh, uh, patterns that have been set up and the expectations Mm. and the self-image and that sort of thing that relates back to childhood. Mm, A a good memory. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Well, you know, it's it's very instructive, put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Steve, we just thought... first question we thought we might address is um, how is uh, fear stopping us or how is it holding us back have you got any thoughts yeah. on that topic
0: yeah uh, look i think i think the greatest thing we have to remember is that it it's going to stop your growth mm. fear is really going to stop your growth and if we accept the premise that we have something that we're here to do and we have a role whatever that is we've promised ourselves if we're going to do this mm-hmm. so the th- where fear fear plays its biggest part is it's it's um, our inability to actually fulfil that role, and therefore there's no growth, and therefore if we don't have growth, we don't really have that fulfilment that we're seeking in life. So at, at its core, that's really what it's doing mm. in our life. Mm. Um, and you know, you were asking you were asking me, you know, what what does it look like in other people in people's life, and what does someone with high fear? Have or the, the characteristics of that, which I think we can all relate to. But we'll just share just a mm-hmm. few few mm-hmm. points here. Um, one is with if you've got a lot of high fear in you, uh, or a- actually any fear. But it, if if you are so sort of consumed by fear, there's going to be a lot of concern with failure. Mm-hmm. It's this need to prove and to get things right. It comes back to what Ian said as well, is that you know we go to school and we're marked and we're graded, and if we don't get them right, then that's a failure and so we, we hold that idea of failure a lot in our lives. It's also um, procrastination. You can be very high in procrastination and, you know, I put my hand up, you know, I fight through that laziness sometimes, procrastination.
1: No, well, I, I, I can certainly be uh, a great procrastinator or have been. I try and be more decisive these days. But um, that whole issue around fear of failure, I think one of the things that, uh, we, we're also aware of that issue of um, if if I could fail well, I won't try mm-hmm. because if I don't try I, I can't fail so therefore yes. it holds you back and, and again it could get back to a parental situation where uh, you may have uh, sought the approval of one or other of your parents mm-hmm. and and, um, uh, and you if you don't try well you're not going to get in trouble you know because you haven't done it you know so it gets it gets complex but that it's all to do with the fear of failure. It does, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and procrastination. Um, what else is there?
0: And and it's you'd also you'll also more likely want to st- you will likely stay in problematic situations because of that inertia that you will rather stay in the discomfort of feeling comfortable <laughs> rather than just moving through. And, and that's another sort of characteristic and, and I can relate to that in, you know, I've spoken about this before in, on the show about staying in a job way too long than I should have, you know, and I knew that it was time to leave, I didn't, I chose to stay and um, by doing that, um, it was a lot of a lack of self-belief, I was fearful of what would happen if I left, the uncertainty of work, income, mm-hmm. all of those kinds of things but also staying in, in, a, in, a, in an environment that really wasn't making me grow and it wasn't actually making me feel good either. And so I kind of lost a lot of confidence and belief in myself. And so I, I can see how that relates back to what we spoke about earlier on about independence and self-belief. I, I kind of lost it yep. and gave myself to the whole situation. I was so unhappy though for most of it, you know? Well. If you can
1: relate to that once, I reckon I've done that multiple times where I've been in jobs where I've stayed in them because you needed the financial security and and all that sort of thing. So I've stayed in in roles that I wasn't happy in and didn't feel fulfilled or you felt like a square peg in a round hole Mm. and conflict of values and all that sort of thing. But you you stay in those situations um, when really you should have moved on. And um, uh, that's... You don't grow in that situation. No. Um, likewise, again, I shared this previously, but um, uh, in in my marriage, I I should have um, left that marriage um, much as um, much earlier than I did. And you, you stay in a situation where you're not happy, and it's not not good for the kids and all the rest of it. But you stay for financial reasons, and you think you're doing the right thing, but in reality. Um, should really have moved on mm-hmm. and you can see that with the benefit of hindsight but uh, yeah as you say you, you get into a situation where you stay in problematic problematic situations when um, you shouldn't have
0: yeah you know I, it's interesting that we've both mentioned financial mm. in in both those examples which i think is interesting because we can see how often that is a driving force or a reason why we will stay in situations Mm -hmm. or or keep doing things that we shouldn't be doing because of finance that that comfort that's caused Mm -hmm. from finance it's interesting to hear that from you and from me at the same time and um i know that even even to this day there's sometimes i can i can hesitate even making a purchase you know and I, I'm sure that my wife is is just grinning right now because we're talking about this holiday, and I'm thinking, mm-hmm. oh, we, mm-hmm. you know, should we do this? And mm-hmm. it's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just it's this silly little game that we, that I play in my mind, you know, and that is because I don't want to get something wrong. I don't I don't I don't yeah. want it to be to backfire on me. And that, mm-hmm. that, that, that's silly, mm-hmm. isn't it?
1: Yeah, and it's that um, uh, avoiding the unknown. So mm. you, you don't know what if you uh, make a decision, and you think there may be financial consequences to it, or something like that so well I don't know what's going to happen here so perhaps I I shouldn't make that decision Mm. so it's this the whole thing around the unknown and uh, uh, avoiding it and that's um, another characteristic of people that have got high um, fear in their life Um, another one which we've mentioned previously and Ian certainly mentioned was this um, lack of self-belief and uh, you know both of us mentioned it in respect to the jobs that we've had and
0: and I think it's worth sort of, you know, um, defining that a little bit more. What is the self-belief? It's it's just really knowing who you are, yep. who you are as a person, what matters to you, what you stand for, and, and not really caring or giving a toss what anyone else thinks. And that's really important, but... Uh, I think it's probably rarer than, than than we believe that it's out there. I think we all have varying degrees of self-belief, but I think it's on the lower scale for most of us than what it should be. Mm. Um, it's just that, yeah, not a, not caring what other people think.
1: Yeah, you know, I think um, we're seeing, as I alluded to at the start there, we're seeing more and more people that are looking at the situation at the moment with um, um, a lot of things going on in society that they're not happy with mm. and um, uh, deciding, well, blow this, I'm, I'm not... Doing that and just standing up and saying, "Well, this is who I am and this is what I believe," and mm. and um, uh, and doing that. Do um, you the, with, with how the gusto. situation
0: is forcing them then to make yeah. those decisions and, and and stand up for what they for yeah. they
1: want? It's like you know the pendulum where it gets pushed so far, and people react to it and say, mm. "Well, look, I'm I'm fed up with all this, and I'm going to do things differently." And I, this is what I believe in, and uh, mm. the, the bugger you sort of thing. Yeah. So uh, there seems to be a fair bit of that. Gu- well, I'm encountering a lot of people seem to be. Um, that have been fairly compliant in the past that are now looking at things and saying, well, I'm not going to be as compliant going forward. Yeah. And that gets back to this sense of um, who you are
0: and your own sense of self-belief.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, And,
0: And also, too, there's just, you know, one more that I think is an important one to sort of address is often when you do have, if you have a lot of high fear in you, when you do act, it's usually out of desperation, it's usually the last resort. You kind of push to the edge, and you have to make a decision. So it's not considered, it's not well thought out. It's not probably really what you want to do. Um, so um, I just th- I think it was interesting to sort of understand what that looks like in in somebody's life, and, and as you and I can relate much of that. Absolutely, with, with the you experience get, you, get
1: uh, you know, if um, you know, with our understanding of. Um, uh, life's purpose and, and what you're meant to do uh, sometimes you if you don't make choices that are heading in the right direction circumstances will keep popping up that'll keep what shall we say nudging you in that direction and you get to the stage you think oh I've had enough of this all right I, I better do it and off you go and it, it is that desperation that forces you to take action mm mm-hmm. Uh, And then you look back on it and think, why the hell didn't I do this? You know, I know. I sat in all this
0: discomfort for all this time, and I could have just moved on. And yeah,
1: Um, yeah. And it all ties back to avoidance. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Well, does does fear have a place in our lives? Then, yeah,
0: I think it does. I think it does. Um, You know, we have. I think the body. And let's just. I mean, at a basic level, our body and our mind um, has been designed to scan the environment, mm-hmm. you know. This
1: fight, flight. Fight or, or flight, that, yeah, yeah.
0: that It's mm-hmm. it's designed to scan the environment, look for danger. So, it has a place. Like, it, it has a very basic, you know, um, uh, um, requirement in our life to do that. But I think what what is, what is happening is that we're making... Um, we're, we're now making too many things that are not important dangerous mm. to us or to perceive it to be dangerous for us when we don't really live in that kind of dangerous environment anymore. Um, so, I think that there is a place for fear. I also think that there's something that... Um, if you to continue to listen to the, uh, the podcast, the Out of the Chat um, podcast... Something that was really interesting in there was a description of how we actually live with fear all the time, but we don't recognize it. And it comes back mm. to this: imp- what we consider is important and not important, and we are living with fear every day. And the examples were, it's you endemic, know, it's endemic, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Well. Yeah, you go to the dentist, you know, a lot of people like doing that, right? But you get over it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You go to to get a test from a doctor and, you know, you're waiting for those results. There's there's fear, there's tension in there, but you get over it. So, it's happening to us all the time in such small little doses that we're very oblivious to it. Mm. But then something comes that we think that we can't get over. We, we can't deal with, yet we've kind of in some ways proven to ourselves that we can actually manage fear quite, quite easily and move on from it. The idea that we can stop fear, that, that doesn't happen. That's futile because it'll exist. But we can actually move past fear.
1: Recognizing it or talking about it, um, uh, giving it a name uh, and, and sharing that with someone and being open about I'm fearful of this yes. is that something that is a strategy that would uh, that would help Of
0: course it's all always I mean from you know from a counseling perspective you're always trying to express your feelings about anything that's happening in your life right mm. because once we can express it we identify it we expose it and therefore, we can actually then assess how, how dangerous is this? Mm. Is this really as dangerous as I've got circling in my mind? i have making it much bigger than it is? No. But if we, hold that, if we hold those emotions about the fear or our thoughts about that fear to ourselves, the problem gets much bigger than it needs to be.
1: Yeah. And it's a matter of being honest with yourself and being able to recognize that feeling. Yeah. And then uh I shared something with you uh, a day or so ago and and you pointed out that there was there seemed to be some fear in it. And yes. I said, well, no, no, that wasn't and then <laughs> and then on reflection I thought, Well, yes element there was an element of that. Yeah. So um uh yeah, it it's interesting that at times we uh we we kid ourselves and we need to yeah, we be need to be reminded and having a friend who can mm. point that out um mm. and
0: um, you deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Look so uh, there is a place for it, and I think we need to learn to live with it and Maybe sometimes it's just a matter of just and we'll talk a little bit more about it about some some of the strategies that you can use, but you just need to identify and be honest about how you are feeling about what is causing the fear, and if you can do that you you're on your way to move past it and um but sometimes what we fear as well can identify other things that we are you know that we need in our life, you know. There is, um, sometimes they say there is a gift in fear, because if we can identify what is that fear, we might uncover something else. So, maybe we, we fear lack of love. So, why do we fear the lack of love? Is that because we're afraid to get hurt? If we're afraid to get hurt, why, why mm-hmm. do we have mm-hmm. that belief? Mm-hmm. Is that because you've had relationships that haven't worked for us? But... Maybe there's a need to have a new relationship. Maybe there's time for you to start to stop being insular and open yourself up to a new relationship. So sometimes if you can explore what's really going on, mm. you can actually see where your next the next step is, the next yeah, action is. And,
1: and you get pushed and pushed and pushed and like the um the lack of love or or feeling isolated or feeling alone. Um you get keep getting pushed on that and then that will hopefully could lead to a a, a new relationship mm. or reaching out to others and having a greater sense of connectedness and community and uh yeah yeah I'd agree with that
0: so what what are, I mean we wanted to, to try and be useful today well hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. The stuff
1: we share yeah. you know most times people find yeah. some use in
0: yeah. yeah yeah and we've got, you know We've got some great resources to draw we on. We do, we certainly do. So, you know, it's a
1: matter of how well we c- communicated, but um, we can, yeah. <laughs> we're trying. <laughs> we're trying.
0: We are trying. So, 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 some ideas, you know, because um, you know, I'm sure there's people who are listening going, "That's all great, but what what can we actually do? What's practical that we can do each day?" So, um, put together a few ideas mm-hmm. just from our own experiences and the knowledge that we have that hopefully will will help. And I'm going to start off with number one here that we've written down on the piece of paper.
1: Well, before that, Ian makes the point in the podcast, which again we'd give a big plug for, that uh, fear is um, is a motherhood uh, thing, li- like anger. It's a top-level thing, so you need to drill down below it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah.
0: So yeah. so what he means by that, the motherhood, is that it's, it's the result of something else that's mm-hmm. underneath. It's not the actual emotion itself. Like anger is not an emotion in and of itself. It's caused by other things underneath, other feelings. The same with fear. So, I guess with number one here, we've got to identify really what's underneath it. Um, and if you can identify it, the very first thing that's really going to happen for you is you're going to lose a lot of that tension in the body that you're holding. And it'd be uh, most people will be surprised how much tension they are holding in their body over something that they're fearful about. And that is a really good place to start.
1: Okay. You say uh, identify what's underneath it. How do you do that?
0: Well, it's about, it comes back to what you said about being honest. Mm-hmm. You, you, you need to be brave enough. And this is where the courage comes in. Mm-hmm. You need to be brave enough to really say to yourself, I'm going to use a really simple example. The reason why I don't like public speaking, I'm afraid of public speaking. This is an example. Anyone knows me. That's not a problem. <laughs> but the reason why is because what I'm afraid of or what I'm really fearing is that I'm going to look stupid up there. Mm-hmm. That they're going to think that I'm dumb. They don't have anything interesting to say. They're going to laugh at me. So that's the honesty. That's the honesty of what mm-hmm. the feelings really are underneath that fear. So that's really the place, the first place to start.
1: Okay, can someone help you? Do you need specialist help to uh, get that it's, it's, as well as your self-realism, um, uh, self, uh, if you like? Right.
0: I, think in all, in, I think in all reality, m- most people do need help mm-hmm. because otherwise, you know, if you are stuck in your life, mm-hmm. the the reality is is that you need somebody else to help you. Um, now, whether that be professional help or whether it be somebody you can trust,
1: or well, someone you could trust, or someone you look up to, yeah, you admire, or you know they've um, uh, they're achieving things in your life, and you think, gee, I'd like to be like them. How can I um, mm. learn from them, sort of thing?
0: And that's the idea of courage and encouragement as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. that we've you know that we've learned is that. Sometimes if you don't have the internal courage to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to address this and I've, I'm going to ex- expose it, be honest, I'm going to feel it and then I'm going to take action, sometimes you need someone else to encourage you to do that and that will help you. And I guess in some ways it's a bit what Ian said before about how you know we were given that kind of protection and help earlier on in our lives at some point then we're left on our own. If we haven't really developed that independence and that sense of self and that self-belief, then maybe we do need somebody we can trust mm. to, to give us that.
1: And there needs to be more of that willingness to um, uh, help each other. Like there's a, a me, uh, there's a quote that I quite like that, that says, um, uh, you know, life is uh, not a competition and uh, I hope we all make it. That idea of uh, helping each other and, and giving each other a hand and, being supportive uh in a positive way i think is a really good
0: thing to encourage you know and speaking on that you know i think we've seen that in our men's groups as well haven't we yep and a lot of the a lot of the men that come to the groups will probably have a sense of hesitation fear a bit of anxiety you know what are people going to think of me um i'm the only one going through these issues or these problems but when they start sharing in the group and they start to hear other men, they start to realize that they're not alone. Absolutely. Yeah. And then th- their encouragement helps them start mm. to get over mm. their own fears of maybe taking the next step they need to and whatever whatever is causing them concern. Absolutely. Uh,
1: so the, the second point there you had was express and move past it. Yeah. Do um, you feel sure we've covered that?
0: Well, I think, you know, with express and move past it, it is just really looking at, looking at the situation through a real lens of realism. What, I- what is really happening here? Let's not let's not create a story about it. Um, so that might be like asking yourself questions like, "What am I feeling? What's causing me to fear to fear that? And what do I know for sure? What's real? What is actually real here? What am I making important that I shouldn't be making important? And now, what can I do now to move forward? Okay. They're really s- very simple questions. Yep. Yep. Um, and I guess an, and another point here like if you look at the next point really it's a courage to take the courage to take a risk mm. and again I'll come back to the our example with the radio show you know we took a risk we weren't great at it the first time
1: no well some would say the second time <laughs> <laughs> episode
0: twenty three still trying yeah. <laughs> but you learn you need to learn from, from taking And you risks. learn
1: from your mistakes mm-hmm. and if you never try something different you take if you don't take a risk you haven't, you'll have the opportunity to have um, have that growth mm. mm. Um, okay uh, a lot of fear failure goes uh, uh, back to the fear of disappointing a parent which we've mentioned earlier on mm. um, and what are some of the suggestions you've got down for that one Steve
0: yeah well it comes back from something that Ian said you know in that opening um uh podcast that we played Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. was about sort of the fear of um, disappointing parents because that's kind of where we've learnt our sort of our our first sort of sense of fear if if their love was removed from them or their attention was removed from them some sort of emotional um, punishment Um, so therefore you can have this idea that it's easier to 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 not try than fail you know Um, and and you know I think that can be very common to a lot of people, and that can be their driver as to why they don't try things. So, really, an uh, important thing that Ian says in that was to, you know, go and have a chat with your parents about these about the things that are causing you fear, and also, um, and if it it, it does indirectly or directly, um, affect them. Um, so what, we're tr- what, what I guess he's really trying to say there is, you know, if you don 't get that sense of rejection from your parents, then you can you can remove that idea that fear is associated with their their rejection of you mm-hmm. and it 's interesting in counseling one of the things that we do mm-hmm. often is um, in therapy is that we will ask our clients to confront their parents mm-hmm. if there 's a situation where they 're still holding on to that yep. belief yep. and that needs to be dealt with and needs to be healed it 's funny how the initial reaction to that is oh no god i can't do that mm-hmm. i can't go mm-hmm. and tell them mm-hmm. this is how i feel about the situation because of that fear that they will go oh that's just outrageous or that's just ridiculous or you know or banish them from their home yep. so it's quite a real fear oh, yeah. that one yeah.
1: now that that's fine if your parents are still alive where your parents have passed mm. um an exercise I was involved in recently which was writing a letter to uh, your parents or your parent and uh, expressing how you're feeling on a range of matters and that was quite um, uh, therapeutic uh, to be able to do that Mm. and I think that's obviously a technique that could be used, uh, I gather is used in in counselling to to deal with that situation where the parents uh, has passed on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yes, so we'll do that when um, when the parent isn't alive, mm-hmm. um, or sometimes when the the client really just just can't do it, can't can't face the idea of speaking to their parents face to face. So um, yeah, we'll write the letter. Now, wow, we're, we're moving along there, aren't we? We thought yes. we had nothing to say
1: today. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, some other things we were thinking. What other practical things could we, uh, advice and guidance could we give? And uh, We've covered some of them, like uh, getting help from others and people you look up to, Um, spiritual counselling. You've covered that to some extent, but what uh, what are some of the approaches that are used in spiritual counselling
0: to deal with fear that you haven't covered already? Look, one of the biggest things, you know, from my experience of what we'll do is we'll often... Identify what it is that they're fearing, and then look for evidence in their life where actually they've shown the opposite. Mm-hmm. They've shown the courage. They've shown the fortitude. They've shown the strength and the power in their life. They've just, for some reason, have decided that they can't do this particular thing. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the one of the techniques is we'll look back and go, hey, let's look at your life. Let's what's real here? Because here in in this particular incident, you did you did this so it, it's drawing parallels from stuff that they've yeah. done and, and give them the confidence to Absolutely. take action okay that's good uh, and, what, and I know you do a lot of Hanuman healing How, what about that well, for you it, well Hahnemann healing which is a form of emotional
1: healing works in really well with counseling and I was just looking through uh, my notes on uh, Hanuman healing with regard to different fear points and there's there's some, I don't know, it must be about 15 or so different points, but, you know, deals with things like intimacy or um, fear, fearful of embrace or relationships, um, fear of separation, um, letting someone down, being reproached, criticism, public speaking, mm-hmm. <laughs> fear of loss, failure, relationships, uh, 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 making a mistake, uh, fear of success. So there's a whole range of different fears that people have where uh, Hanuman Healing... Can be very effective at actually addressing specific fears quite uh, quite accurately and have quite a good uh, good result fairly quickly. So that's uh, that's certainly a technique that can help for people that are feeling with uh, dealing with fear. Uh, another one is just understanding where you sit with your own values, and that's where the personal harmony profiles and coaching action plans can be very helpful to um, address uh, people that have got. Um, Uh, High fear. Absolutely, uh, uh, yeah. That you mentioned earlier on. Um, Another source of inspiration that we'd uh, recommend is the Wisdom of Crazy Horse blog. which is a great resource. And obviously the uh, podcast that we've mentioned earlier on, the Out of the Box Chat uh, podcast, um, and particularly the episode Dealing with Frozen with Fear, is a really good uh, thing to listen to. Mm. It gives you some further guidance on this. And we will include a link to that, um, that particular podcast on our uh, Member Spirit Facebook page. And lastly, the thing uh, we'd suggest could be helpful, people uh, dealing with fear, is... Why don't you join a a group such as Men with Spirit? Or if you're a woman, uh, uh, there's some Women with Spirit groups. um, But join with other people that um, uh, listen and uh, give you the space to express um, what's going on in your life and feel supported in doing that. And uh, the experience we've had personally and for the other guys in the group is it's a really um, important part
0: of our week. That's mm. a lovely place to end. I think. Mm. Mm. I think that's. I think that's. I think there's a lot of information there. Um, you know, and I think we can do some bit more work in future episodes about some of these uh, modalities. How about that?
1: Yep. I can... think that'd be a good idea.
0: Good. Good. All right. So we. We're wrapping things up, Peter. We're uh, almost at our hour. Um, like a reminder that all information and links about our shows are available from the Radio Caron website, which is radiocaron.org, or via our Facebook page. If you want to attend any of our Men With Spirit gatherings, event details, including how to register, are also on the Men With Spirit Facebook page, which is at Men with Spirit. You can email us at connectwithmenwithspirit.com.au. Now we're going to finish off this episode with a song. Um, I chose this one. It's called "Brave" by Sarah Bareilles. Uh, it's more about the words in this song that I think that I chose. Um, the song is about speaking honestly and, and finding being brave and courageous. So I think it's a nice way to wrap up our episode. And next week we have a special guest. His name is Joe Babutski, and he is a friend of mine uh, that I met at at Toastmasters, Frankston Toastmasters, who's also written a book called Hope in the Times of Uncertainty and also The Power to be Happy, which is a, a blog post or blog site that he created um after he was diagnosed with cancer so he is a wonderful man full of energy and i'm really excited that he's going to be on the show next week and going what you've told me about
1: him i'm looking very much looking forward to meeting him
0: yes yeah he'll be great great to listen to and lots of information so um thank you peter thank you steve and thanks everyone for listening and uh, we're we'll back on air next thursday at 4 p.m until then be true to yourself